here's a grief announcement that I know you are going to love. I'm going to say it all of February. Join us for our 28 days active healing challenge. Yes, 28 days of actively healing, right? How we're going to do that? We're going to do a soul up of emotionally, mentally, or physically doing something for 28 days to actively heal. See, these, this active healing training is really going to give us an opportunity to be committed to be focused. Remember I told you, you have to take action. You have to do things to feel better because grief and heartbreak can feel so bad, right? So if we continue to move in the right direction, I sh by moving our bodies, by moving our minds, by moving our spirit, I strongly believe we will emotionally heal what we probably do not understand right now. So I'll be saying the same thing all month. Join our 28 days of active healing challenge where on all my social media platforms, Pinterest, Instagram, Herdeen Mercier, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you want to connect and join in, you do not want to miss out on it. I want you to tag me. I want you to show me what you're doing. I want you to participate because I really do believe this 28 days is going to really help you get to a place where you feel better about yourself. And now let me give you some little details. Every morning, starting February the 1st at 6 a.m., your task for today, your task that you would need to take action on will be released so you have to follow me on my social media platforms at herdeen mercier where you'll get the updates of what you need to do to actively heal to focus for 28 days let's do it <laughs> let's not just be about it let's take action because we're going to actively heal for 28 days in february Because if you have a belief that you shouldn't experience storms, you have no wisdom. Greetings, welcome, hey y'all! And to my peeps, sac passe, I'm Herdeen Mercier, your proud, or I should say your favorite grief activator, right? I'm your favorite grief advocator and I am so excited about today's episode um, and I'm excited about this guest but I have to let you know I interviewed her back in May or June of last year yep and it's been this long for me to get her episode out but I think it's timely. And listening to the episode, I really do believe it was the season where I where God was telling me, be still. Don't do anything else. Just be still. Charge yourself back up. And then 
When I tell you it's time, it's time. And so it is time for me to introduce you to the queen herself. She has a business called Queens Recognize Queens. She's a coach. I want you to know I am talking about no other than Ebony, right? She really teaches us how to go deeper in connection, right? So that we can heal. She's a speaker, she's a featured panelist, and she's a workshop host. She really teaches us this thing of how do we heal with self-love, care, wellness, as well as balancing our lives. And she teaches these pillars of mindset, mindfulness, and inner child healing. Oh my God. She has overcome so much in her life. Ebony has overcome childhood trauma, domestic violence, and rape. And she now uses those experiences to teach women the same power to powerful tools she used to self-heal and empower herself. Um, she specializes in holistic coaching one-on-one. Ebony has a mission to globally impact and uplift one million women and girls by encouraging them to love themselves and one another, heal, and to walk boldly and courageously into a lifelong goal of becoming the best version of themselves. That's the goal, becoming of the best version of themselves. And I really do believe she's going to teach us how we turn our pain into power. Without further ado, Ebony. Greetings, greetings. Once again, welcome to the Redefining Grief podcast, Miss Ebony, Queen Ebony. Thank you so much for honoring us. Um, we're telling your story, your, your journey. Um, anytime, any, anytime there's an opportunity where someone says yes, I get so excited because I always believe that someone is asking a question right now and waiting for the universe to respond. So someone is asking a question right now. And I know through your story, um, your journey of redefining grief, you are going to be that answer. And that is so powerful. So, so powerful. And we met through Courage Molino. Yes, shout out Courage. Yes. <laughs> and she was like, these two sisters need to get together. And we've had conversations on the phone, um, Zoom meetings, and this is the time. And I'm so happy. And, and during this time on the Redefining Grief podcast, this is my Why Me series. Um, typically what happens when people go through the storm of life because they think we should be without storms and that's why we're redefining grief, you know, I think God created tears because he knew that storms of life will become and tears represents our way of releasing the pain sometimes that may be happening. And so what is your truth, Queen Ebony? Uh, first and foremost, my truth is my belief in God. It's pretty unshakable. You know, I have my fears and, uh, you know, I'm very visionary. So I see and feel energy and people and things, you know, so that is my truth at its core. Whatever comes out of that creatively, my brand, uh, Queens Organized Queens, the things that I create, the coaching programs that I do, 
really stem from um, just pulling wisdom out of everything, right? Because if you have a belief that you shouldn't experience storms, you have no wisdom. You don't have the wisdom to understand that's just the way that it is, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the serenity prayer. Um, is it, they're just things that the way that that's just the way that they are. And we, that's why we need wisdom because wisdom is, okay, this is what it is. How do I move forward progressively and make sure I don't make that same mistake again. And that I grow with the tools and the storms and the water and the sun and the darkness that I've gotten out of all of this. Um, so that, that is really my truth, you know, and a lot of the stuff that I speak on the most is turning your pain into power. Yes, it's turning. You said something that's just, you said a word that is so dear to my heart and that is wisdom. It's my favorite Mm -hmm. word. I strongly believe it is my favorite word on the planet, on the universe, because oftentimes when we go through things, we don't seek the wisdom. Like we just think we're having a bad moment, a bad day, a bad experience. But I learned this in watching my many years of watching Oprah of what is it that I'm supposed to gain from this experience? Because I strongly believe with everything, um, every storm that comes our way in life, there is something that we are supposed to render or extract from that experience. And I think that's why for me as a child, I was always attracted to funerals because people gathered, someone died, they told stories, they told stories about that person and what that person taught them. So they got wisdom. So I always believe that during a homegoing service, and one of my favorite scriptures just says that death is the destiny of everyone and the living shall take it to heart. You know, it is better to go to a, um, a memorial service than it is to go to a party. So he always said that we are always learning something only if you open up your heart and your ears to receive the wisdom. And so when you talk about turning your pain into power, what are, what are you saying? What pain could Queen Ebony have gone through that now you have turned into power? Um, you know, well, firstly, it really was childhood trauma. You know, when we grow up, I grew up in a household that was very chaotic from the, the womb, mm-hmm. um, in the womb to, um, you know, my father being hooked on drugs, going to jail. He spent most of my life in jail. Um, you know, there was domestic violence in my house. My mother got remarried, um, drug use, living month to month on public assistance. So, you know, your typical concoction for, um, you know, like the odds kind of being stacked against you. I mean, luckily I did grow up also with seeing my grandfather be pretty well off, you know, to where we did very nice things. I got to see what hard work looked like running your own business uh, or, you know, getting a degree. My aunt did that. Her husband, they're pretty, you know, they're, you know, upper, I would say upper middle class-ish, you know, so I was able to see that too, but it was just my home life was so chaotic. That's what I lived, you know, in for many years. So 
you know, once I hit the age, I was 15 and I met a guy who was 10 years my age, which now looking back on it, I, I'm pretty sure he probably was a lot older than that. He was from another country, he's from Guyana. And um, I dated him for over three years and that relationship was domestically violent, um, very at risk as far as the things that I encountered, the things that I saw, the things that I was around. Um, and, you know, got, you know, God, I still, you know, got through school, um, graduated high school with honors and went to college. And um, that relationship ended in being raped and held hostage by him. Mm. So that was a pivotal turning point because wisdom being your favorite word. When I was about 13 and I started going to church with my friend, I grew up loosely religious. Like, you know, we went, my mother was Catholic. So we went to Catholic church a little bit with that. That always creeped me out and was like super weird to me as a kid. Like, you mm. know, when you're a kid, you're all about vibes. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. Um, so her, my, who my mother married, he was Pentecostal. So we would go to certain Pentecostal churches, but those were like a little iffy to a degree. Mm-hmm. And then when I started going to church with my friend, I was like, okay, I like this. You know, it was Pentecostal, but it was still, I could, I could be the age that I was, but understand what the pastor was saying. It made sense to my practical life, which I mm-hmm. felt like, obviously if there's this thing that we follow. Why are we applying it to something that we can't understand or like this ancient traditional chanting or whatnot or you know repetition so anyways um i remember being just praying for wisdom because that was at an age where i didn't understand why god gave me the parents that i had why did i have to experience such struggle and pain i felt a lot of pain as a young girl 13 12 11 you know i just started to i remember finding books where i would write i hate me so there's just all this childhood trauma that led up into, you know, that moment that was just such a wake up call for me as far as, you know, look, looking at the signs, going off of energy, trusting my intuition. Um, and literally at that moment, somebody handed me the book, The Secret. So I feel like God has always been so instrumental in just showing me things because I've always been so open to um the ways of the of the universe, if you will, you know, it's like paying attention to God and paying attention to what's around us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the pain that really, I would say, all of it was um, just monumental in me being able to look at it from a third person point of view and say, you know, how has this impacted me? How can I change and not have certain habits that are ingrained in me from being around it? Um, being in survival mode, a lot mm-hmm. of us operate in survival, and we don't mm-hmm. even know because it's yeah. so happening to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just, you know, my concoction is being able to see that pain, and the concoction of being 15 and taking a psych a psych class, and it was the best thing I'd ever done because prior to that, experiencing the things in my household, you know, as a kid, when you have parents who are toxic and have toxic behavior and you have constant chaos around you, as a kid, you're pretty much lost to the sauce. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Hopefully you have other people around you that can catch you, guidance counselors, teachers, like the people that are supposed to be like your parents out of home Mm -hmm. uh, or family members, which I luckily had a mixture of all of that. But um, I definitely... Um, it helped me to understand what I was experiencing. It helped to put a finger on the chaos and say, oh, this is like bipolar or this is this person is suffering from a mental disorder. So it's not necessarily 
about me. It's just like how do now it's like knowing that they are the way that they are, how do I navigate through them and with them? Um, which has been a, a life's journey in itself as well, and lesson and pain, you know. Um, so you know, it's just really the concoction of all of that that I really stand firm in believing that you have to pull the wisdom. If you have to ask for five years, what is the wisdom behind a situation? You have to ask every every day mm-hmm. until you get it, because yeah. that's the only way that you become smarter and you stop living in this this universe that you have to suffer and you have mm-hmm. to emotionally beat yourself up deny your power um and really just be a victim and I don't believe in that I don't believe we're here for that Mm -hmm. um because wisdom you and I both know is so powerful it changes your life when you're able to really figure out why did a certain thing happen and what can you learn from it yeah yeah you know I think about just some of the things that you've kind of just um, kind of just walk through because I, I really do believe that you've come to a place of restoration. What I teach is first, our very first anchor is really anchoring down in the truth. The second anchor is examining the heart. Um, the third anchor is connecting your connection. Who are you connected with as far as your healing, your community? The fourth anchor is anchoring down in faith and then getting to a place of restoration. But I got to pump my brakes because I've heard you say, um, as a child, you have experienced, you watch your, your mom and your mom um, experience her, you being raised around her on drugs, right? Then well, you- her, it was her spouse. That was my, my mother wasn't per se, but it was in our house. It was in your house. Okay. So thank you for the clarification on that. And then I just hear like, you know, the concoction, you know, that it was a very toxic environment, but yet your wisdom said I was able to pull out the, the, the love from my aunts and seeing what I saw with my grandfather. And so I'm like, even in the storm, you were still looking for the light. Mm-hmm. Even in the storm, you were still looking for the light. And so what that tells me is, that if you continue to look for the light in your storm, the day is just going to get brighter and brighter, but you got to keep asking the questions. You have to get to a point where you're not saying, well, this is it, you know, raising your hands in the air and saying, this is it. But you kept asking, you kept searching until you got to that place of restoration. And now this is what kind of really have my heart skip a beat you're 15 years old you started dating a man who was much more older than you you said you believe was more older than 10 years more than 10 years older than you being held hostage in rape um, by him how do how do you find for our listeners and even me how do you find the power in that Really, in situations like that, it's like you said, you look, you examine the truth. And with that situation, um, I don't care how young we are. And I think the proof of us being like in tune with God and our intuition and what we feel, because mm-hmm. like it's about the feel, right? That's how mm-hmm. we animal, uh, mammals, we, we know when there's danger, we know mm-hmm 
when something doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. We all can agree to that, but we abandon that thought the old you know as we get older and like you said we like throw our hands up for our circumstances and situations opposed to saying how did I concoct this now although I was younger and although my brain was extremely underdeveloped mm -hmm. I've always had some sort of wisdom and I think we all do and it's proof of you know when we're children you see mm -hmm. the, the essence of walking in your godliness as a child mm -hmm. you're fearless we don't think about um obviously our brain has to also develop and become mature, but we just have a natural um, inclination to just being in touch and in tune with the world around us, which is so important um, in, in the part we play as we get older, obviously we learn, but um, I knew that it was going to get worse. Him and I had broken up a couple times and the, one of the last times we had gotten back together, I felt that in me that like, you're going to die. Because mm. he was so violent. And I felt like I kept getting all these chances to separate myself from him. And for whatever reason, you know, I just kept going back, you know, and I think that right there, that just shows being a fool. And um, I shared a clip I think it was yesterday from Eric Thomas when he's like, oh, being a fool comes with no age. You could be an old fool, a young fool, a teenage fool. Like that's just bumping your head over and over again to learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what that was. So, you know, that, that's what that is for me. And I think when people deny that you did not see the signs, you are lying. You are straight lying to yourself and you have built the facade and the story around yourself to shield even yourself from the truth. And that's a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't help anybody. You um, know, oftentimes what people don't realize that if you go to a doctor, the doctor is going to treat you based on the symptoms you tell them you have. Mm -hmm. And so a counselor can't help you. You can't examine your heart. If you don't look into that mirror and say, this is the truth. Mm -hmm. However heartbreaking, however foolish we may look, this is the truth. And there is power in, in this statement of the truth shall set you free. Mm. Now there's a difference. You don't have to, not everyone um, has the ability or should have the ability to hear your truth. Now that is sacred because some people would take your truth and use it against you. Mm -hmm. So that's why that connection, who you are with in your healing process is very important. And who you tell your truth to is very important. I don't think just because it is your truth, you should share it with everybody. Mm -hmm. I believe you should be released to share it by God if he tells you to. Because mm -hmm. quite frankly, there's some truths about me that I may go to the grave with. I haven't been released to share those truths. Mm -hmm but I've been released to anchor down in that truth mm -hmm. so that I can have healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's powerful. That's powerful. I mean, I think all of our story builds us up to who we are created to be. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's actually, there's also so many other concoctions that I do believe in mm -hmm. um, that I think are around us as far as um, just the fact that it, it seems like as spirits, we just, we do to I to a degree it feels like come back to experience certain lessons. I think that's what wisdom is. It's so yeah. strange to 
because there's all these facets of life that I think the ones that we don't understand, we kind of dismiss and we can't look at them. We can't talk about them. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, in my truth, I have found that um, there's just there's just so many lessons and things that you know are created to like you got to learn this lesson you have to and and that's when we talk about taking your power back Mm -hmm. your power is you know that's me being able to look at my situation and connect the dots my chaotic childhood led to me making chaotic choices and you know really being asleep in this generational um default that I'm like playing into that I don't know that it, it's playing into the decisions that I'm making why I do what I do my pain my trauma why I feel so connected to him I think even my past relationship that I left was trauma connected and me being mm-hmm. connected to chaos mm-hmm. again chaos you know so when we're able to look at that you pull wisdom you stop crying yes I think you should cry yes I think there's a release that has to happen and I love that you even brought that up mm-hmm. because that's my next book and I've already started writing it and it's so crazy that we look at crying or we stop crying when you stop crying it should be because of wisdom not because you're dried up in the well and you're hardened as mm-hmm. a person mm-hmm. that's a problem because it's 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 part of our nature it's mm-hmm. part of what we're supposed to do and to feel Um, And it is cleansing, Mm -hmm. you know, it is cleansing and you know it, you know, so um, taking your power back is pulling that wisdom and really just from that situation, because I saw the signs before it escalated to that degree, I saw the power of God in play. There's so many things that I saw that I feel like you can't see these things and deny God. You can't see these things and deny prayer. Mm. Um, Because I think even to a degree, you know, me praying as much as I did to um, get out of this situation, experiencing, feeling near death and just wishing my family, you know, just going through each family member intuitively and just telling them bye and like, I'm okay, don't, don't grieve for me that long. Like I went, I died with dignity and happiness and just understanding. So to just experience all those things, you know, for me, it was like, okay, I have to pull wisdom from it and I have to take everything from it and, and morph it into something else because I've just witnessed so much about mm-hmm. the grace of God and, and the power that I have. Mm-hmm. So that's how I took my power back. And I think so many times people don't realize they look at something and they pity, they regret, they, you feel like a fool. We stay in those emotions as if they're supposed to be solidified. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm just here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you're supposed to, it's like a wave, it comes in and you just, you release it by how do I release this, this pain that I feel, this grief, this, 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 that, you know, and we'll find that it's found in just doing the things that we love and pursuing um, our, our best version of um, that pain. And that's the beautiful thing about pain is it can fuel you either way. Mm-hmm. It's the same energy. Mm-hmm. It's the same energy. If you wanna sit there and complain every day, fine and talk about something that happened years ago and pull nothing from it, that's fine too. But that same energy going into saying, what, how did this help me? How did this benefit me? How is this going to help me grow? What did I learn? What mistakes did I make? What things did I overlook and deny and act like I didn't see mm-hmm. about this person, place, or thing? You know, was I too nice? Am I too people pleasing? Because that's a habit that I took from childhood. You know, do I worry about what people think about me? And these are common threads that I feel like all of us share. 
Mm-hmm. And when you just unpack that, because we all had similar parents and grandparents who grew up a certain way, mm-hmm. um, especially if, if you're from, you know, the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but even culturally, we're just coming into a new thing. But I think it's just wisdom is we, as a generation, we learn, we're so hard headed. Mm-hmm. We don't want to learn. We don't want to, we, we have all these solidified ideas about the world around us and they create such flaws in us because that's why we can't let things flow because we feel like everything has to be solidified i have to know everything and it's like but you don't have any wisdom you don't even have any wisdom to follow that current Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like that's what helps you follow the current when you're tapped in and you're tapped into your gift Mm -hmm. it's because you learn to follow the wisdom and in the current of you know i'm not going to keep making a mistake and i'm going to learn so that i can become better and really like you said when you start to see the room get brighter and you start to feel brighter and things start to change because you start to follow that and say, you know what, for me personally, I got to leave this. If I had 11 years, do I have another 11 years of this? Mm. If I could work it out and through some magical miracle, this person changes into who I need them to be and we can be uh, compatible, which I think there was a compatibility issue because I was trauma attaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think I would want to do it because I've given 11 years to this, this thing. Um, and this is, and I know the work that I've put in and what is the wisdom from it? What is, what is the real truth behind um, the circumstance? So um, I think everybody's different. You know, some people, um, I think to a degree have built that wall and they don't want to look at power and truth, but um I think that's so beautiful that, that that's your favorite word because I feel like what else can you lean on? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I think for me, in when I look back on my life, these 39 years of my life, and I see things that I liked and see things that I didn't like, and but I always say, okay, I cannot change the past. And I think that's why people get stuck in that why me because they're trying so hard to change the past and you can't you can't even change a second decision that you've made a second ago Mm -mm. Mm -mm. okay if you if something came out your mouth you can't take that back Mm -hmm. and so what wisdom has taught me be still Mm. wisdom has taught me not to overreact. Wisdom has taught me that I need to learn to surrender because I cannot control every waking hour. And I think in this season of what we're going through, everybody is trying to get this normalcy back. Everybody's trying to get back to what the world was before COVID, right? But not realizing the wisdom that we can gain, wear your mask, do the per- certain things that you need to do, wash your hands, get that wisdom to survive it and learning how to adapt. And I think that's what keeps people stuck in the why me, because they're not willing to adapt and evolve. Absolutely. We got to be willing. And I think the adaptation happens and the wisdom happens because you're willing to sit in the truth 
of that current situation, that current storm, and do a self-evaluation of what that experience was there to teach you, however ugly it was. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about your storm, what do you think it was trying to teach you? I mean, what I pulled from it was a greater faith and just felt like what I felt like I knew, like I knew, like I knew, because I, I just, I don't know, I've always, I feel like I've always just been very spiritual. Even as a kid, I felt like God had his hand on me mm-hmm. since I came out the womb. Um, the things that I remember, um, I mean, I, it, it really was just faith, the faith to understand that these little simple things such as prayer mm-hmm. we make life so complicated prayer um you know being self-reflective mm-hmm. to to um see what you could have done better mm-hmm. i think wisdom is just available at all ages that, that those were the key pillars of what i pulled out of that because it, it just was too, I felt like I was in a movie, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Even to the degree, let me tell you this, and I kept this story in for so long because, you know, after that situation, I made a pact with God and I said, you show me anything. I will not be afraid. I will not shrink. You know, I will believe in your glory. You know, it's kind of like, and I will tell people about you. Mm-hmm. You understand? So it's like, I know. Which situation I'm, was it that you're talking about? The parents or the, the relationship? The relationship. Mm-hmm. Because my parents, you know, it was just this, you know, I, I think as a child, you're, you're, you're falling through life, but the impact doesn't hit you as hard. Mm-hmm. So childhood trauma, I, you know, it's become, I came, became aware of it even more as an older person. Um, but that relationship showed me the, you know, people always talk about generational curses. So my mother, my grandmother was in a domestically violent relationship. My mother was, and now me and my mm-hmm. aunt, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, and on both sides to a degree. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when people talk about that, there's, um, you know, being able to see that and to just, there were just certain things I just became aware of at that time. Um, so that situation for me, that was my God moment. That was my like, like my mind has never been the same since that day. Um, and that experience, it really felt so movie-like because I had just seen everything just changed the way that I looked at the world and the way that I looked at the things that happened. And the story I was telling you about was that God, I met an angel. I met a real angel and it was one of those lifetime movie experiences where I met him um, and he was telling me scriptures in my ear in the train station. And I remember just looking at him like, you know, a pretty girl being in New York City. It's like everybody, it's like too much. It's like being a, a piece of meat and, mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of dogs, you know, mm-hmm. where I lo- I don't know. I just, that's what it felt like to me being in New York City. So when he came up behind me telling me the scriptures, I'm like, looking at him like, why are you so close? And, and who are you? You know, at first I was like, who is this dude? Um, and he's like, you know, I just want to let you know that you're just beautiful and you're not beautiful. Like you are beautiful in your soul. Like you have the most beautiful soul. And I'm just still looking at him like, so he ends up getting off the train where I'm getting off the train. And he's like, Hey, you should come to this church. 
um, which happened to be literally like a block or two down from where I lived. I lived on um, in Harlem, in like the mm-hmm. heart of Harlem. And uh, I go to this church and I hadn't been in church in a long time. And this was like not too long after that experience with the guy. So it's like all these things that are happening where God is just showing me things and lessons and synchronicities and um, my power, my power here on this mm-hmm. earth mm-hmm. and I go to this church the guy knows like everybody in the church and it was such a like my hair on my arms was like standing up mm-hmm. because the choir was a two or two choirs one choir was just you know just you know regular choir the second choir was a rehabilitated drug addicts Mm-hmm. and the music was so beautiful but for me it was like God's showing me don't ever think you can't make a bad choice and place yourself somewhere where you think you would never have been don't think that don't mm-hmm. think you're so smart I feel like God has humbled me my whole life with certain situations and me knowing my power um because I think power is a tricky thing and as we can see when people have power people abuse it mm-hmm. you know people don't know how to use their power on many levels and many different platforms so I feel like for me being called to be who I'm called to be God has always humbled me with certain lessons of um, showing me different things so when I met this guy I go to this church that's the day I go to the church and it's an odd day out of the week it's like a Wednesday and all I remember is like buses from all over just coming people coming off the buses all type of ethnicities coming to this church listening to this choir sing it wasn't really even like a sermon type of deal it was just like and I've always said, if I could go to church for praise and worship, that's all I want to go for. And I'm like, you know, praise, worship, and tithes, and let me leave, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like we have to be self-guided and listen to God within us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I go back to this church the next week, because I'm like, I like this. I'm going to go here every day before I go to work, you know, just to get this little fill, you know? And he's nowhere to be found, and no one knows him. And it was the strangest experience of my life. And I don't think I shared it for years because it was so weird to me until I met a medium who sees angels. And she said that that's who he was. And it was just so weird. It was so weird. I'm like, nobody would believe this. Everyone's going to think that I'm nuts and I've lost my mind. But it, 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 to me, it was God always shows up in my life and sends me people, places, and things to remind me, to help me elevate, to guide me to a space so that I can continue on this path of being interested and a part willing participant in my light, a willing participant in the wisdom and the guidance and the intuition that's always available to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really that's what that experience brought out of me. I think it elevated me spiritually in so many ways because I could, I cannot, I could not believe witnessing that of near death of, you know, just that pinnacle of things could go so bad right now. Um, and praying my way out of it and, and listening and just being guided really ever since, you know, so um, to me, that, that, that's just the key of what I pulled out of that. And then that had just helped with so much other stuff of being able to heal, mm-hmm. you know, taking that psychology, my interest for always learning psychology mm-hmm. mixed with, you know, spirituality and asking myself who was God to me, um, you know, and um, just using those as the pillars of how I try to live my life and make decisions and be reflective and just continuously grow as a person, you know, and you know, you and I both know when you grow as a person, it feels so good. It does. 
It does. And we both know that as you try to evolve, if you're not, it does mean sometimes pruning or cutting off the people that are not growing with you. Mm -hmm. And that is the struggle. I think people have a hard time saying goodbye to things. It's like your little blinky. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know what's scary? Mm -hmm. It's when their blinky become that abusive relationship. Because they don't know what it means to be in a normal, loving relationship. When the blinky becomes the chaos, when chaos becomes normal in your life, it is time to stop. It is time to self-reflect because it is going to put you six feet under if you do not decide to do something about it. Mm -hmm. Period. And you can see it. I think that is the key. And people talk about the youth, the, the fountain of youth. The fountain of youth is wisdom. Mm -hmm. The fountain of youth is your ability to, to, to make those decisions. I think mm -hmm. if I see people who are my age and they look old, or if I see women, you know, there's 50-year-old women that are, some look old, some, some don't. You're 39. Like, mm -hmm. you have a youthful face. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, when they say, you know, when I don't look like what I've been through, some people do. And I mm -hmm. think that's that inability to take wisdom, that inability to say goodbye, that inability to cut off things, people, people and places that are um, creating strife in your life pain you replaying these things over and over again and like you said being used to chaos mm -hmm. you know that to me like going back to my psych class at 15 the word that i learned was uh insanity mm. and that's the repetition of doing the same thing over and over again and you expect mm -hmm. a different result why would i you know be willing and a participant in that dynamic mm. Mm. it's scary and you talk about insanity. I think about the insanity of thinking it's okay and then passing it on to the next generation because the next generation is not going to do what you say to do. The next generation is going to do what they watched you do. And so it is better for me to struggle and try to change it so the next generation doesn't repeat it. That is true legacy. I want to pass down the things that they can learn from me mm -hmm. versus the things that they think they can repeat and they think is healthy. Mm -hmm. So it, it takes work. It does. And it, and it makes me think of, you know, so taking your power back, you know, taking your power back. Let's look at, look at that. Let's look at, you know, these are just like key terms you see all over the place for coaching, you know, professionals. Take your power back. Mm -hmm. um, stop shrinking yourself. When you think about these things and even develop the brand, developing the brand Queens Recognized Queens, when you think of a queen, she's regal. She holds her, 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 her head high. Mm -hmm. She holds her shoulders up. Her posture represents the, the feeling of confidence and power she feels like she has. Mm -hmm. When you shrink yourself and you don't have your power, you are a child. You are thinking in a child brain. You are making decisions based off your pain. And when we realize this as adults, to me, that should be your ability to say no more. I have mm -hmm. to grow up. Mm -hmm. And by growing up, I have to learn what decisions that I make that have caused me to repeat chaos, pain, trauma over and over again. You learn those things, you discover those things, you love on those things, 
you know, you go through your whole healing process, you see a therapist, you just do all the things that you need to do. You write, you cry, like there's just right, there's all these mm. things mm -hmm. and you move on and you see how much more you open up and you're now mm. open and you're privy to a new level of experiencing life. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't have to hold on to those things think about the baby with the blanket the blanket eventually gets dirty mm -hmm. everybody knows that right you're 30 years old and you still have this blanket you know and it's just learning the unhealthy habits that we have and our likelihood to want to repeat these things out of nature and just the way the brain thinks so yes repeating everyday healthy habits and doing necessary things to heal every day or you know, in a way that is intentional, mm -hmm. how could it not have benefits for you? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I think oftentimes people are afraid. And if you are afraid of sitting in your own truth, you are going to be robbed of living your best life. Amen. You are going to be robbed of living your best life. Amen. And so... I would prefer for me, my whole dream and my biggest fear is that I will go into the grave with all my gifts. Amen. And what happens is the storms of life sometimes can become a distraction mm -hmm. and try to make us go to the grave with all our gifts because all our gifts have solutions not only for you, but for the people who are asking the questions. Mm -hmm. And so storms of life becomes distractions. And the only way you can clear that distraction, that cloud over your life is by anchoring down in the truth and extracting the wisdom that needs to come from it. And I think what I've learned from you today is, yes, you've gone through a lot of things, but you kept looking at the light. You kept looking at the light. Instead of saying, this is this dark place that I have to accept, you kept asking the question. And you got the answers. You know, you probably had to bump your head a few times um, or more. But you got the answers and you're able to have this restoration because you were willing to anchor down in truth. And what did you discover that truth to be? I know you talked about God in the beginning. And I think right before I end, I'd like to ask what my pearls of wisdom questions. And there are three questions that I like to always ask my guests. And the very first one is, and looking back at your life, what have you learned about yourself since redefining the grief and the heartbreak in your life? two things. And the one thing that you just said that I find so powerful. So the first thing is um, how powerful I am. Mm. Because mm. when you have circumstances, you feel like life happens to you. But when you see that you happen to life, mm. and you have the power of change, mm. right? Um, by looking at it differently, by leaning into that truth, um, it's so powerful. And the second thing that you said is um, 
the people that are asking the questions. And that's the purpose of life is when we learn our lessons, we're all helping each other to elevate. It's, it's, it's essential, especially because we don't live in a generation. When you think back to the Egyptians, we're like, what did we, what do we know that they don't know? We're just not smart right now. We just, we, we don't, we are not as far ahead as we think we are. And it comes down to wisdom and pulling those situations. And the biggest thing for me that even keeps me going is it's not about me. Mm, come on now something on your heart that you have to share if i show up and pe- one person says oh my god i needed that today you don't know what you're holding people um you, you you don't know what your words and you showing up and your purpose does for other people and i think that's it's a selfish part of ourselves that is it gets egotistical and it's about us and image and all these other things but it's like it's not about you Mm-hmm. it's so not about you and your your lesson is somebody's blessing if I can help a woman leave a domestic violence relationship if I can help a woman uh feel more powerful and step into her essence um and, and ask for more and be more willing to to seek more out of life by pulling wisdom then I feel like that's why I'm here and that's my purpose mm-hmm. um, so I think that was the second thing that you said that helps me to just want to move in spirit and look in, look at the light, focus on the light, um, and, and stay in my power as much as possible, you know, because I'm human too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I think what people don't realize is we don't need you to be a perfect human. We need mm-hmm. you to be a present human. Mm-hmm. Be present in who you are in this time and mm-hmm. also be... Um, willing enough to say that was me but today this is who I am mm-hmm. however embracing that old you and just saying that's who I was but when I look in the mirror I'm always evolving into something better and as you continue to do that I think for those who seek wisdom they'll be willing to embrace you but the fools who don't they like to hold on to the stories that they can use against you mm-hmm. That's the difference. It is. You know, and that's the beautiful thing about truth is that I'm, I'm, I'm at a point in life where, like, my truth is my truth. And I don't feel like there's anything anyone could say that, you know, I, I would feel offended with. Because I know people have that nature. And honestly, it's sad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's immature. And if I can understand why they are the way that they are, it's all good. Like, it's just, it's just all good. You know, that's why we have to be firm in our truth and just, and seek that because you need confidence to live on purpose. You need confidence because people are looking to ridicule. It's like this, the quote that says it's easier to judge than to change your own life. Yep. That's, you know. And, and, and that's just what it is. And, and it's all good. And I, like you said, I think it's important to connect with people. You, you know, um, me connecting with courage, mm-hmm. you know, different women that help us see our light, stay in our light, mm-hmm. you know, lead the light, all these different things, because um, that's how power is, um, I think, garnered. And uh, we, we keep up our ability to um, be progressive. Yeah. Yeah, we need each other to be progressive and we need each other to create safe spaces so that we can heal and evolve, period. I mean, I think that is the honest truth about life. And so when I think about life, I I always think, what would be my last words? And this is my second pile, pearls of wisdom questions. 
If today was your last day and you had five words or less to say, what would it be? Turn your pain into power. Mm. That is my message. When I look at all the adversity I've, I've overcome, and when I say it feels like a movie, because when I think of the grace of God over my life and my ability to see things and, and really extract, like you said, like a gas chromatograph would extract, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the smallest minute essence out of a dollar bill, you know, for, for a crime scene investigator, we do that same thing with wisdom. Mm -hmm. So you know, turn your pain into power is so simple. Mm -hmm. And it's really, once you have that dynamic, you understand it, you're always saying, how is this helping me? Where's the blessing? Mm -hmm. No matter how hard it is to look at it, where's the blessing in all of this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, what is it that I need to learn? What, what do I have to learn? Mm -hmm. Pain is power. It really is. And, and it, 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 could, it could lift you up or beat you down. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's your choice. It's your choice. There's people all around the world that have amazing stories. And the reason why we get attracted to those stories is because they represent something in us that we have not actualized yet. Yep, 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 yep. That is so, so true. Mm -hmm. Ooh, and I think my last question, um, well, I know my last question for you today is, um, what song gets you through? I'm a singer. I love to sing. And during those dark times, because we know this life, isn't perfect, but I strongly believe in my heart of hearts that although it, it will never be perfect, there is a requirement of living it. And when you have those dark days, what's that one song that just gets you through? Can I just cheat a little bit? Because I have two. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little, you know, ratchy, bougie, all that, you know, uh -huh. at the end of the day. So I have two. My first and foremost, you know, that I can listen to at any drop of a dime. And it's Tasha Clock, Tasha Cobbs, For Your Glory. Mm. For your glory, I will I can do anything. Yes. That song I adore, adore it. It is definitely, that's my tune. I, that's, I only have two gospel songs on my phone. And I have that one and, and another Kirk Franklin one, which I love many of them. But mm. needless to say, that's my get through, get through. I'll listen to that forever. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, my second one is I have to cheat a little bit because this song, this is my hype man song. This uh -huh. is my, let's get it. Uh -huh. Is um, it was all a dream. I used to leave oh. <laughs> because I feel like you know when you come from struggle and you come from uh, you know chaos. I think it's a testament to your power and your faith when you're able to switch the dynamic. And in that song, he's like, you know very well who you are. Don't let them hold you down. Reach for the stars. You see what I'm saying? So that yeah. song is like that hood. That, that's the hood in me. That's the hood in me. Yeah. Um, just growing up in that environment, overcoming it, it's such a testament. And that song kind of is the bop for that of like, let's mm. go. Let's go. There's so many possibilities and whatever you want to dream them up to be. And, you know, he talks about in the song what he used to envision and, and the posters he used to have. And I think when we know uh, that you can extract that, we don't realize that power is it's, it's everything you see around you. It's these little shows, these cartoons that kids watch where, you know, or the games we play. You think about a game where you have more power, you're able to do more. You're able to fight back stronger. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. all around us and it's visible of the possibilities. And our lenses are 
killing the way we're able to really see it in our ability to extract wisdom and truth is that wisdom serum you got to take off the glasses baby you got to take the blue pills today mm-hmm. because there's a truth that you are avoiding that's causing you the pain that you're experiencing and if you're just willing to open your eyes a little more and take off those shades and pursue the light like you keep saying which i think is so beautiful and so mm-hmm. truthful mm-hmm. um you see the changes when you see change just like anything else that feels good mm-hmm. you're going to want to do more of it you're going to want to keep following it just like a bug to a light you know and i think that's just the purpose of being here and the more we get that the easier it becomes the easier it becomes in anchoring down in your truth Mm -hmm. because I think what people think happens is that the heartbreaks of life um, was there to destroy them Mm -hmm. but if they understood their power the heartbreaks of life can literally be freeing to the soul become a seed yeah yeah to grow grow. this was amazing ebony i i just thank you so much for being on the redefining grief podcast and just really teaching us the power of turning your pain into power thank you for never giving up on your journey thank you for keep asking the questions and really thank you for continuing to look at the light thank you thank you it's an honor it's an honor to connect with people that see that that to me is the like high five. Woo. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did a good job. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you she was gonna be powerful? Her insight, her grace, her wisdoms, her journey. And I'm so glad she decided to redefine the grief in her life and really turn her pain into power. Please, um, you can connect with her on social media and all her social media information will be in our show notes. I also want to tell you that this episode really, really taught me that you never really do anything for any reason. There's a time and a season to release it. And so though I had recorded her episode for another series I'm glad to add her for this day this time and let it be a ministry to your heart and your healing I want to let you know don't forget to join the February challenge that 28 day challenge of actively healing on all my social media platforms go get connected go follow let's do this thing um by healing, actively healing in 2021. Ciao, ciao!